Hey, I'm Peppy. Oh, yeah, Adam's again out, fighting the good fight against influenza. All right, but it's all good. We have an action-packed show here on <laughs> WEMF Radio. Forward bionically. Leaping forward bionically in all directions. Put your headphones up. Yo, as I babble on the microphone, jazz and ready and looking for good light. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Screw it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Yo, we'll have an action-packed, awesome show ready to go for you. I'm in the house today with Thing One. Peace. I thought my name was a thriller priest, but it's all good, though. I'll take thing one. It works. Some Dr. Seuss, man. Okay, fine. I'm trying to get cute with the intros. No one's working with me, so I'm going to look across the table and point to my man, just Johnny. No, no, you mean thing two. Thing t- oh, yeah, now you want to play along. That's what's going on here. I'm, I'm playing along. I'm, I'm cool with you. We're coming off two. the bench. We're coming off the bench. <laughs> There's no consistency here on the Geek Town. All right, we still have an awesome show being backed up, and the lovely vocals you hear are brought to us by my main man, DJ Herbie Herb. Yo. Yeah. All right, so I want y'all to strap in. See, now I'm compelled. We on camera. You broadcasting live on OBS? Uh, it's not live, but uh, right, it well, you, is, you, you uh, recording. Okay, you recording this on OBS, and now I feel like i got to work my camera presence. And I just happen to get the bootleg headphones. So it's like everything I say is like cutting in and out. Oh. Yeah, so it's like a bad Metallica album. There are, there's a spare over here. All right. No, there's no such thing as a bad Metallica album. What? I agree. What? I agree. Okay, I'm going to throw off St. Anger all day, man. This is a different show. We would have a discussion. <laughs> we need to have a talk, fellas. But no, we do have like lots of news for you. We got reviews. We got material. All types of good stuff. And we're going to jump right into it. Yo, we got that Ghostbusters review, man. Mm. We got, mm, got some inside info. I don't know. Dun, dun, I, I forgot the that, theme that's, song. That's, I'm out. Inspector Gadget came to my head. I'm like, wait, that's all right. I feel like you were stroking out there for a second. <laughs> all right, but now, hey, yo, hold up. Let's jump into it before it gets, before, before it gets silly. First news story is... A Hindu leader wants Blizzard to drop Symmetra's Devi skin from Overwatch. Uh, his name is Rajan Zed. Uh, said having the skin in a fighting game trivialized Hinduism, Hinduism's highly revered goddess. Uh, one thing that gets me is this dude's spoken out a lot of, about a lot of stuff before, and I'm thinking he probably needs to pick his battles because this specific story is him protesting a skin that's available for a character in the game. Uh, have you all gotten a chance to like check it out? Yes, it's uh, it's actually. My personal opinion, the best skin for this mm. particular character. It did look pretty good, but I don't know how like it ties into the playing style. Uh, well, it, it, does, t- it ties into her background. Uh, her background. She she looks like she's from Indian descent. Last name Patel. Yeah. Oh, it's Symmetra. No, I don't know. The gag there was Patel is like Smith in Indy. Of course, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. With this Devi skin, right? Kind of mm-hmm. really back a little bit. Yeah. Um, is this used in a positive sort of way? Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a character skin. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, there's two variations of it. Um, only right. one was, like, plastered all over, so I'm thinking the other one might be more toned down. Okay. But it's got specific characteristics for the goddess Devi, mm-hmm. including, um, like, blue skin. There's different variations. It's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, Christ. You mm-hmm. know, there's no one look. There's a general look people are familiar with, yeah. but there's no, like, singular design. Mm-hmm. So this skin, there's no singular design, mm-hmm. but there's general characteristics that everyone associates mm-hmm. automatically. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, several incorporated in this in these skins. Mm-hmm. You know, blue skin, uh, the jewelry, the specific look and facial features. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that gets me. Let me finish uh, reading out the blurb. Uh, I thought his beef initially was that it's just offensive. You know, uh, to my people, this is disrespectful. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. However, take this. Devi is the great goddess of Hinduism, worshipped in many different forms. Like I said, mm-hmm. this represent this doesn't represent a a particular aspect. It's like a hodgepodge of different ones. And his main dispute isn't that it's offensive, but rather it's conceptually confusing. How so? Devi is meant to be a goddess that people put their destiny in her hands, and she controls. Having the character be controllable uh... by people would create confusion. Because folks would think, I can control the god in the video game universe. That's Wow. That's one beef. That's kinda cool. Um that's it doesn't it doesn't change the character's name. Like like when you select Symmetra with this alternate skin, it's mm-hmm. still gonna say, you know, this is Symmetra, it's not gonna say it's Devi. When I'm playing Tekken and I select Eddie Gordo, but I hit B and it goes to Tiger Jackson. Well, start and it goes to Tiger Jackson, yep. I know who I'm playing. Yeah. Alright, there's no like alter ego. This dude isn't like a schizophrenic. You know, he, he, he becomes the uh, the god entity of Tiger Jackson with his holy afro. Uh, it, 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 it's still the same character. So this is Symmetra, but it's freaking Devi, dude. They know. Oh yeah. So, it, yeah. When I when I saw that, I'm like, oh, this is clearly inspired by uh, Hindu goddess yeah. of some sort. There are many of them, yes, gods so and goddesses. My in, favorite is in Hindu religion. My personal favorite is Vajrabhairava. 
While simultaneously wielding 32 weapons of death, uh, Vajrab Harava also holds his wife and has sex with her. And these were in several different graphically sculpted uh, statues that are now my favorite at the Museum of Fine Arts, located right here in lovely Boston, Massachusetts. Um, Good shout out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really just wanted to get that image of the dude just tagging his wife while while he's... <laughs> no, sorry. Okay, so going back to the story. Pretty the, awesome statue. <laughs> okay, so his beef is... Uh, wow, this, uh, this is really respectful presentation of the story isn't it his beef uh with the um with the presentation of the skins is that it creates confusion as to the abilities and purpose of the god and also the move set doesn't match uh moves that the uh, that the god that go the goddess devi would actually have and perform according to scripture yep. his beef is with the move set just the way the character moves we're not talking like oh she's doing capoeira but she's from you know taiwan it's just According to scriptures, she wouldn't walk this way. She would walk that way. Dude, pick your battles, man. Seriously. Uh, well, That's so, a little... What, what's up? Yeah, so if he's getting so specific as to the way she's being played, yeah. it doesn't doesn't follow follow suit with how she is how she looks uh, and sort of manifests with this with this goddess well, it, like it's, it's all part of his argument and i get if you don't want your god presented in this game cool that makes sense this is a figure of worship it should be a figure of respect prestige and depending on the character in the game it may not come across that way but your beef is with the move sets. I mean, yeah. I think it's one of those sort of um, you want to have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. It's one of those. You know what? I'm not mad that my God no, appearing mad, in a game. I'm mad. Herb, you mad? We mad, yo. Hi, D dot. <laughs> I should have said something. Mad rapper. <laughs> I cut you off, man. What's up? <laughs> it's all good. I mean, so we sit back. I think from his lens, he's looking at it as you know what? I'm not mad that my God's in this gang, mm -hmm. but if you're gonna do it, at least represent represent my God in this particular way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think he's trying to have his kick and eat it too. That he's get, that um the faith is getting a free press by being in this game via the skin. But at the same time, if you're gonna do that, do it accurately. Whereas I think because us in our American culture, we work in black and white. Mm. Either say it's okay for us to have your guy in the game and let us do whatever we want with it, or say it's not okay at all. And I think because we work in these two extremes, we're not really getting from what his perspective is. Mm. If you put our God in this game, at least represent my deity in a manner which I think it's okay. Make it accurate. I can see that. But And, and I, I definitely agree where you say that it's having his cake and eating it too. Mm -hmm. Because basically he's saying gameplay wise, it doesn't function as it should. So now you're talking specifics of gameplay. Well, it's a skin, so you can't disregard the fact that it's a skin. If you're a gamer, apparently this guy's a gamer. He knows that this character doesn't play like his god, but you can't disregard that it's a skin and all the all the functionality of a skin. What what a skin means? Like it is a skin. Like all sorts of different characters have different kinds of skins, and mm -hmm. it's to, literally a palette swap of an original design. Exactly. Yes. Somebody painted this. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the character, but it looks like the character. Mm -hmm. Johnny's rocking the uh, the beard right now and the hair. Mm -hmm. If you took the glasses <laughs> off, he's got a full Jesus thing going on there. Oh, Johnny Damon. One or, the other. or Johnny Damon. If we lift up, <laughs> if we lift up the bangs and he's got a little cross under there, you know, he's totally going uh, Help Rob Zombie. Oh, I was gonna say Rob Zombie. You took a You took a classic rock. Okay. I don't think my eye sockets are deep enough for, Hell, for Hellbilly Deluxe or for Ch or, or Manson. Uh. Both, right? They both have some pretty <laughs> sunken eyes. Yeah, well, all right. Some... But Manson got them, got them crazy eyes, boy. Okay, okay. So not, so not Charlie Manson. We'll say Marilyn Manson. Better. Uh, he's he's like six foot million. Like, dude, <laughs> help me help you, okay? I'm trying. Baby dude. face, though. He, he's the beard. The beard's not doing it for for Marilyn Manson, though. But I'm I'm walking with you. <laughs> I may not be I may not be co-signing on your route, but I'm walking with you. You picking up what I'm laying down? You got my back? I'm picking up what you're laying down. All right, cool. Th thank you, thank you. Someone's <laughs> in my down. court. Well, anyways, this is what's going on in the latest Overwatch news. Like, I think the dude just may be hurting for a protest. You know, it, it's like this isn't a huge issue. It's not a uh, to me at least. I'm an outsider, so maybe the folks in the, in deeply ingrained in the culture, it actually is a slight. But to me, this seems like far less of a deal than they're making it for for, uh, for damn sure. Not like you know, international news-worthy scandal mm -hmm. because they made a skin and he's petitioning Blizzard uh, actively removed from the game. I mean, it's one of those sort of things. I mean, we're, we're dealing with a guy who who is a religious figurehead, but at the same time, he's not like the guy for the entire religion. 
So I mean, it's like when you have like any any sort of guy who who proclaims to be the speaker of all people of a particular faith group. Like, yeah. do we really want to say Fred Phelps is a speaker of Christians? Probably not. No, of course. Um, not. But at the same you know, time, like, I don't claim to be the the the, 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 the main voice for Pastafarianism, but we all know I'm a well-respected <laughs> figure within Fair that enough. community. So I mean, where's your colander? Oh, that's that, that's like, on, the, on, on the table here, smart guy. <laughs> do you have it on your ID picture? Yes. Fair so, enough. So I'll, I'll show you to you now because it's radio. <laughs> <laughs> but in any event, I mean, so I mean, we have no idea what this guy's deal is. I mean, you're right. Maybe the guy is hurt for a protest. I mean, the guy was the one who came out against Selena Gomez about um, her wearing her bindi and whether or not she should be wearing it because it's offensive to women. So I mean, maybe oh, she had guy, it coming, man. I mean, I as a woman have been offended by Selena Gomez for so long. I think it's time she got hers. Perhaps, maybe I don't know. But um, <laughs> but in any event, yeah. I think you're right. It may just be one of those sort of let me fight a fight just mm. to proclaim my relevance kind of like a union director like a union boss yeah. you know i can't really charge you union dues i'm not fighting for something you know every now and then fox has to he make succeeded. a movie We're yes he did about yes we are damn i didn't even realize that <laughs> he got he got me oh you win this round Ra- rajan zed oh to say to say he won means that you're at war or some sort of battle with him all right mm. all right you submitted an affidavit and got it turned over by default because no one cared enough to battle you, uh, Rajan Zed, refugee <laughs> from Police Academy. Zed. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that dude. Bobcat Goldthwait, no right? Never mind. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Random banter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's that organic stuff that eventually gets cut out. That cut out. Um, okay, next news story though. Uh, sex game has been canceled after uh, mm. taking in five figures a month on Patreon. Uh, the game Breeding Season is a new set. Well, it was going to be a uh, sex game that billed itself as Harvest Moon meets Hentai. That is a hell of a title, by the way. Breeding Season. I know. <laughs> I feel like it should be accompanied by a splatter sound. <laughs> Just Breeding Season. Now you see the artwork for it? Uh, no, no, I did not actually. Oh, I, 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 all I saw was like the the title with mm. a bunch of characters standing like in front of the in front of the title itself. Yeah, that's the line for the orgy. Yes. Yeah, and it's basically you know like oh all right this is like anime porn celebrities porn stars you know the big muscular dudes you got the the oh, ladies were, of all figures. sorts of shapes. Well, no, no, no they're not known known figures. They just look Sorry, like just known to you yeah. because of your video collection. Yes, absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Um. But no, you've seen this, and that's the art from the game, or is that like a box cover type thing? So it looks like box a box cover. cover. So I, I, I haven't seen any art from the game itself, mm-hmm. and I'm questioning whether there was any art yeah, from the game itself. No, because I, I think there was art. You're just never going to see it. The story here is the game's not coming out, probably ever. Uh, apparently pulling after pulling approximately forty two thousand dollars a month. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a lot of money on Patreon too, man. Cause that's all like individual interested gamers looking to buy the sucker. Mm-hmm. But after pulling uh, 42,000, development on breeding has completely ceased. Details are murky about like what exactly happened between the crew, but it was a five person crew total. Each one having, I'm guessing, equal stock in it and equal yep. stake. And the uh, art director, dude named Vladimir Sandler, left the project with his proprietary art, which he still owned thanks to his contract, mm-hmm. to start a new project with all uh, his portion of the funds as well. Uh, his new project, by oh. the way, talked about this a little before the show, called Cloud Meadow. It's a hybrid farm sim dungeon crawler. All I know is if I poured money into this because I wanted to see mm-hmm. this this sim slash hentai thing going on, and I come to find out that I dropped, you know, maybe a grand on it because I wanted to be the first one to get the game, mm-hmm. and come to find out the lead um, graphic designer cut loose and he gets my money to start a whole new project, I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. This is... Shady, shady territory because it is typically for like a a game studio. You're not going to have a contract that is going to allow the rights of artwork rely with the art director or any artist that you're either contracting or you have on hire. Like that's that's kind of unheard of. You want those assets uh, to remain with the company itself because Mm -hmm. there's always no guarantee that you can keep all of your employees working for you. So just that alone is shady enough. And I'm definitely thinking that this was planned from the start to pull out. The moment that they noticed that they were making 40, by the way, 42K a A month, month. five people, Mm -hmm. five. Sign me up. If, I, if we were making that kind of money, there wouldn't be a geek down. No. Or there, there would, there, 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 it'd be on the beach. Drinking margaritas. Today on I the beach. paid someone to drink a margarita for me. 
Yo, dog. Tell me how it tastes. No, what I <laughs> No, what I really want to know is how pissed are the people that invested their money and there's been no cause whatsoever about a refund? Mm-hmm. Like I know you said you'd be pissed, but Herb, you actually gave money to this. Now you're not getting your porn. How do you feel? Awful, awful. What am I gonna do? I know, thank you. Actual <laughs> testimony. Dude, the situation here is there's been no official claim as to what went down between these cats to break up the group. The team is only five people, and this one dude said, you know what, screw this. Um, also, I should point out, this was this hasn't been like a few months, and we've gotten all this money. This has been uh, in development for about, uh, approximately four years now. Oh, Yeah, four years. You're pulling of this. in 42 grand a month for four years. I'm not a math major, but I know it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's been in development for as long as they can milk it. This, to me, as far as I'm concerned, this screams like conspiracy sham, like people got ripped off. I agree. Like I agree. Think, yeah. It's suspect, man, because I, I can't even get a job freaking working at a nonprofit that pays me 20 grand a year without signing away my IP. You know what I mean? Your, your intellectual property to any organization you sign away is immediately theirs. You know that when you sign the dotted line. For the most part, I mean, if else you got juice, the most you can hope for is that you're able to keep some of it and they get some of it and it's a shared sort of IP that, you know what, I can use it you could use it we both use it together but to say that i'm cutting loose and i'm taking all my ip with me that's just unheard of unheard of and not only that it's the art director so to see any proof of concept or work in progress well now it's it's pulled out of this particular project so now you can't even see where your money went to Mm -hmm. here's what what gets me uh he said he's taking his uh, he's 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 given very little very a uh, few statements, and supposedly that's under the advisement of legal counsel, mm-hmm. which I also do think is pretty shady. That makes him look all the more culpable in the situation. But he's repurposing the existing art, quote unquote, supposedly repurposing the art from the hentai game to the farm simulator. What the hell kind of farm is taking art from a hentai game? Well, I don't know what they're doing to those animals. Well, the hentai, but it's damn sure isn't wholesome. Well, the, the hentai game was slash farm as well, so I'm not sure if like the, the hentai characters were like yeah. you know the farmer and the farmer's wife with the pigs or whatever and right. the, and the horses. So I'm assuming anybody took the animal aspect of it and kept that, but not the actual um, people themselves. I'll, so I'm assuming I'll, like maybe the bat drops. Mm-hmm. He might be, he might be repurposing, but in the end. He just stole these people's money. Uh, There's just yeah, no other way yeah, around yeah. it. And, and to dude. clarify, the one piece of art that I did see, all the characters that were there, and there was like probably 20 of them, That's 15, too. 20 of them, they all had the clothes on. Mm-hmm. So They did. Mm-hmm. Yes. For now. Well, well I guess, the, the one I guess, I guess I forever, because this game's not coming out, I guess forever. Uh, the whole ending sinks, first of all, man. It does. It fucks yeah. the crap out of me. Now, since the development team was only five people, this has pretty much crippled the project and kind of crippled the company. So odds are we're not going to see a breeding season anytime soon possibly ever and there's no well no we're gonna we're gonna see the freaking we're gonna um what is it cloud metals coming out with that with that level of money this dude he we're seeing that game fairly soon probably tomorrow uh so keep an eye out for it and fall on the story if you have any inside information if you have any claims hit us up because dude i kind of want to know what the hell's going on but what i want to know a little more i'm thinking possibly is who you're gonna call her uh, who you gonna well. call Ghostbusters. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, got I was going to say, uh, the police? What? Because they just took Wait. my money? No, we're talking about Ghostbusters, the 2016 release starring Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. The marketing term, uh, Ray, Rise to the Call or something rise like that? Rise to the Call. It's, if you see something, say something. Answer the call. Answer the call. <laughs> Answer the call. Okay. If you see something, say <laughs> something. I think it was like, yeah. <laughs> a little different. Just out in theaters and dude, first of all, I will say this is not a uh this is not a remake it's a reimagining a reboot um uh, okay yeah no reboot a reboot of the franchise i'll say i'll say a reboot of the franchise going in a different direction because i thought it would okay. be the same archetypes of characters the three scientists and the one and the, and the one black guy now the three scientists and the one black female and they're just going to do it with a more female perspective which mm-hmm. is pretty much what the internet was blowing up about yep and not that that'd be a bad thing if they do it right but that in itself would be hardly scrutinized and very little detail was given about the plot had they been a little more transparent with that, jokes wouldn't hit as surprisingly as they did. But I think they would have gotten a lot less flack. You got to pick your poison on this one. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, if I was on a marketing team, I would do exactly the same marketing they did. Because at the end, I need you to get the receipt for yourself to make your judgment. It's one thing to have keyboard warriors complaining about the whole thing and not even giving me the opportunity versus somebody like you two gentlemen who actually went out to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I plan on going to see it at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those sort of things that I don't blame them whatsoever. 
by by holding it close to their chest um, when it comes to um, letting out the plot or anything like that, because that's exactly what would have happened. Well, I had a conversation with uh, my roommate, and he was following through on on the the hater perspective that there was this Ghostbusters 3 script that existed for years and years and years, and it kept getting pitched to a bunch of different production companies, and it never got funding to get made. Finally, someone else comes in, scoops up the rights, and makes their own script a reboot in that most fans didn't want the reboot. They wanted Ghostbusters 3. That holding on to those... I don't know, those nostalgic facets, that I think has done a disservice to a lot of stuff. But was the the video game like kind of like the sequel? The video game the, was the sequel yes. that everyone was clamoring for, and mm-hmm. I think since we had that, you don't need to get that in movie form. But but that it wasn't the weekend. same story. No, no, definitely. Very not, different not story. Not the same story as, as the proposed Ghostbusters 3 story. Yeah, right. just to lay it out, if you're familiar with the original Ghostbusters, there's three scientists, they worked together, they were friends, they all got fired from the same university, they went into business for themselves as paranormal investigators, uh, who eventually created equipment that could capture and contain ghosts and that's how they became the Ghostbusters. In this one you start off with two former friends who went on to their own (laughs) educational careers of various levels of prestige. Mm -hmm. In the past they wrote a book together on paranormal investigation that kind of fell by the wayside until one put it up on Amazon. It got popular with the right audiences and that ends up bringing them back together for the purpose of quelling this new infestation of paranormal activity in and, New York. And re- reigniting their passion for proving that paranormal exists. Yeah, that was kind of a um, that was kind of a side plot to it. Right. Just, for, just for context, in the original Ghostbusters, they believed in ghosts and they were struggling to prove it. This one starts off with they used to and now they don't really. But they're in kind of a situation where they're forced back into that. And that's another thing that I got in this that I didn't expect. There was struggles with their interpersonal relationships. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't like a whole big, it wasn't a Lifetime movie. Oh, you know, I don't really That's what I was like, touchy-feely. Not at all. It was not harped on. It was touched on, and it became kind of an interesting backplot that they touched on here and there. But they went back to it. It wasn't like a constant yeah. thing that's looming over their heads the whole time. But as you're saying, it wasn't as big of a plot device mm-hmm. as Peter Venkman and um, Sigourney Weaver, yeah, uh, whatever her character Dana Barrow. Dana Barrett. Dana Barrett. It Is comes it? back to me. <laughs> the, the, the mind goes over time, but in the movie, she was Dana Barrett. But yeah, so the, that was a much more important plot device mm-hmm. for that story of on the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. whereas this one, the bonding and, and sort of the interaction between these two college friends, mm-hmm. it wasn't as integral to the overall plot. Whereas the original Ghostbusters... I'm going to substitute a word there. You say integral? I'll say heavy-handed. It Mm. wasn't as heavy-handed because that's the thing we expect. If it's a movie about the relationship, then yeah, it can be there. If it's a movie about something else and the relationship is in there, it almost always is just like forced on you. Okay. So in this situation, they specifically made sure that it wasn't heavy-handed. It wasn't imposed on the audience. You didn't even have to focus on it if you didn't want to because there was so much else sprinkled all over the sucker. I'm going to come right out and say it that I liked this movie and I mm. am recommending it like right now. I second that. Mm. I definitely enjoyed it and I also recommend it. Dude, dude, Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> he was hilarious. Dude, hilarious. Thor, Thor did it up. Thor was the shite, man. I, I laughed my ass off. He was good. And I didn't, I didn't think I'd buy him as a comedic character, but he did a thing where he touched his face in a very specific way and when you see it in context, it's hilarious. Every cameo was awesome. Almost every cameo was awesome. It was every cameo that you wanted, and mm. that was possible. That was possible. Mm. Almost everyone. Um, we didn't see one specific person. Oh, uh, pencil. Yep. Yeah, but it, it's it's. Oh wait, no, 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 not not him. Nobody wants to see dude. <laughs> Nobody wanted. He may be locked up now. I don't know. Um, oh. No, no, no. I'm I'm, ta- I'm talking about Rick Moranis. <gasps> Yeah, that's not a spoiler, man. He's not in the movie, so if you're going nah, for him, it was a hope. It was a hope. Nah, it's a hope. Nah, but but mind you, only Rick Moran, uh, only Rick Moranis and and, and <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know, man. And Walter Peck. Yep. You saw him. Only 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 the two of them. Everyone else found a way to get in there. This movie had balls. That's the thing I really didn't expect. Punches weren't pulled. Topics were approached. Topics were broached, including. Okay, you can back me up on this, because this may have been my interpretation, and I may be wrong or not, but you, you saw her. We are now in a bubble. Yes, me and thank, you. thank you. Okay, we are the ones <laughs> who saw this movie, and we went in with expectations of a straightforward ghost-catching film. This presented various forms of comedy, drama in the right places, 
bits of nostalgia. They didn't shy away yep. from the nostalgia that everyone expected, All but right. it wasn't one big love uh, letter Ghostbusters fans. I would say that they went kind of heavy on nostalgia. They they definitely, I mean... I think they used it strategically. There was a lot, but there was also a lot of other movie that was there. There was. Mm-hmm. And, and the nostalgia was very quick, mm-hmm. uh, but they used it in many different ways. They used it as, uh, remember this particular symbol or <laughs> character oh. or remember this particular joke. And it was, it was very, very quick, mm-hmm. but they did use... A heavy amount of nostalgia but because it didn't they didn't shine the spotlight on it for so long mm-hmm. and they the movie was quick so they it weaved very, it in very pretty quickly well. paced. i think so i think okay. i think it was just it was just the right like they just filled that tank where mm-hmm. any more like even a little more and it would have been too much over the top but they got just that just that sweet spot of so much in there where it's like i love that i remember that that was oh and they did that Yet you didn't feel like, oh, they're forcing this on us again. Oh yeah, no, really push that. Oh come on. Yeah, it wouldn't upset you. And I think it was ballsy to make the primary antagonist of the movie be. The, yeah, I'm with you. The villain mm-hmm. in this movie is everything the trolls have been presenting about this movie in real life. Really? Yeah. It, it's almost as if they didn't start writing the script <laughs> until, until after. after the hatred yeah, happened dude. with the, wow. the backlash. Yeah. That is that's hilarious. I love it, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by that bit of story presentation. There was very little misogyny in, in the movie, and when, uh, where it actually came from was the villain presenting the same kind of misogyny that the movie was getting in the forums and comment sections and things. And I'm like, that's that's very clever. That's actually damned impressive. Um, the only one that makes comments like those, the only one that makes the racial comments about uh, Leslie Jones, the only ones that make uh, the uh, the queer comments about uh, 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 Kate McKinnon, McKinnon uh, the only one. Yeah, it's like, and, and that's another thing. Uh, there was like a lot of queer humor. I didn't expect it was very progressive in that respect. I took a lady friend and she was spotting out, yeah, you know, it seemed like so-and-so had a thing for so-and-so and a lot of the humor was there. I'm like, that's what that was? I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just a dumb dude. I'm like, yeah, comedy, funny. They got guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. Like, laugh out loud at several points. Yeah. I'm stuff- it was, it was, uh, the, the big thing about this movie that yeah. I wasn't expecting was that they had so many jokes lined up. Mm. Not all of them stuck. Some of uh, them were... It, yeah, they definitely fell flat, mm. but because it was so many jokes, it was impossible to not laugh mm. while watching this movie. You, you were bound to laugh at something that they did. There were some jokes that, that they built up throughout the entirety of the movie, but mm. because they poorly edited it, this one joke towards the end of the movie that they were building up with one particular character. I think mm-hmm. you know what it is. They edited it the wrong way and they ruined the timing of it. Well, this, 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 we're not, we can't let this be a love letter to Ghostbusters. No. I thought it was a very good movie, spectacularly good, but not spectacular. Yep. It was a very funny movie. I would highly recommend anyone see. So take friends, take a date, go by yourself. It's worth seeing, but it's not an entirely perfect movie, which I think is what a lot of people were hoping it would be. Like the immediate nth degree is it's getting a lot of negative press. We want it to be the greatest thing ever. It's a good movie, but it still has its flaws. I honestly will say as much as I love the work of Kristen Wiig, I think she was the weakest part of this. Really? Uh, Which one was that? Kristen Wiig. She was the main um, the main one from Columbia. Okay, yeah. That the movie starts off with. Uh, she's, the, she's essentially the foil we're following that leads into the Ghostbusters. So it seems like it's her story before it becomes the story of the Ghostbusters themselves. The equivalent of Peter Bankman. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, like I said at the start of this review here, we expected direct allegories for each of the original four Ghostbusters. Leslie Jones was going to be the serious, just kind of there for a paycheck black Ghostbuster. Kate McKinnon had the Egon hair. She's going to be the smart one that does all the hard science. And, and, and the serious one. The serious one. She made this movie for me because she was yes. crazy. She was awesome. She was the hard wow. comedy character. Yep. Yeah. Her character, I wasn't expecting at all. Mm. I was expecting Egon. I was right? expecting Egon too, right? And, and just very stern, very like, res- you know, not laughing at anything, not like jokes flying over her hair. Mm. Not at all. She was making the jokes mm. and making it according to her character and her mm. the way her character was written 
I absolutely love because yeah. I can't say anything, yeah. but like. No, I'm right there with yeah. you. It was perfect. If anything, if you absolutely need to have that correlation, she would be a hybrid of, of race stands and Peter Venkman. But everybody else in the world is Dana Barrett to her. Mm. And I love her for that. She was, she made this movie for me. That's all I could say. Yep. Like I went for curiosity. I would pay to see it again, specifically for Kate McKinnon. There was great mm. chemistry. There was great chemistry between three of the four Ghostbusters. Kristen Wiig, I felt, it's not that she didn't fit in. I felt like she wasn't giving as much as the others, including yep. Melissa McCarthy, who I've never really seen play as straight a role as this. It's still a comedy movie, but she was, if anyone was the straight man, it was Melissa McCarthy, which is very out of character for her, which shows that she's got actual, like, legit acting chops. And I liked her in it. You know? I mean, that's something that I'm actually really excited to hear. And I'm definitely glad that y'all sharing this for our listeners and for me as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Herb can chime in on this. But I mean, for me, approaching the movie from the outside in, many of these actors have already been typecast already. Mm-hmm. And that you, you, one would assume from the outside looking in that McCarthy's going to be the slapstick funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what she's always been typecasted as. And that Wig's going to bounce off her and be weak. I'm sorry. He's going to bounce off her and be just as slapstick. And looking at it, from a from an outside lens, uh, I would assume that Kate McKinnon would be kind of fading into the black the background, like you're saying, be kind of straight man, mm-hmm. and um, Leslie Jones being um just token black person who's kind of there yeah. who fills in every now and again. But I mean, I'm a McKinnon fan. I like McKinnon from from Jump, mm-hmm. from her first first time she stepped on scene um as a as a feature cast member on um on SNL. I'm in a fan of hers, so I'm really glad to hear that she expressed her range as she, in many ways, made the movie for you, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being what the obvious assumption would be, that we would get McCarthy, which she was at Tammy, just slapstick funny, or uh, was it, was so the other- Spy. Yeah, Spy, mm-hmm. Spy with- um, Spy with uh, Jason Statham. Yep. The Heat with Sandra Bullock. Oh, just that same big girl, John Candy- um, sort of Chris Farley character that we that we're used to seeing from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that she played straight man yeah. um, in this to see that to see that range and just by by ver- I mean Kristen Wiig taking a back seat in many ways, kind of driving the plot. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I'm gathering from y'all that she kind of dr- um, drove the story along. She was ultimately steering the story, but at the same time she wasn't a one who was um, calling the direction of the story. Was that she was safe supposed to say? To be, yeah, she was supposed to be more of the sympathetic character mm-hmm. that you that you uh, really want to see succeed. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the movie, you're wondering what are we seeing her succeed at? Her main motivation is kind of out the window within like the first twenty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and that's an important plot point. But it never it, that never comes back. You expect mm-hmm. that's going to be a farther plot point that they give you a taste of at the beginning, and that's going to be the overreaching. No, if anything, that's a red herring to throw you off. And that it's good that they did that. The movie is better than that. So my and question for y'all is, was that yeah. something you were looking for? Like looking for her? Like did you no, forget but, about her as time goes on? They'd be like, oh, did that get solved at, no, the, end of the, at the end of the movie? No, oh. no, but it's something that they throw in that almost worked against them. It almost seems mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going for kind of this hackneyed trope in what I had hoped would be a bigger film. It's just mm-hmm. like, nope, gotcha. And then they throw that out, and we don't see Charles dance again. Charles dances in the movie, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> and okay. the movie itself presents it as something better. It's just like, we hid your new action figures in this thousand-piece puzzle box. Psych. Happy birthday. You know, something like that. It was, it was less about telling one character story, and it was more about telling each of these four characters getting together and mm-hmm. becoming the Ghostbusters and telling a story of, that's what yes, it felt definitely. Like. The only criticism I can make of the Ghostbusters as a group is besides Kate McKinnon, the other ones didn't really stand out with personalities of their own. You know, mm. all, I, all I can think of of Leslie Jones is the scenes before she joined Ghostbusters, and once she joined the Ghostbusters, she was just a sounding board for the audience from a. Uh, like you mentioned, stereotypically black perspective, where it's like every time you saw her, oh hell nah, what? Oh damn. That and that kind of mm-hmm. comes out every now and then. It's it's not offensive. It's just it's just it, what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Melissa McCarthy as the straight man. Once she establishes that, it's very good. You mm-hmm. like her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't do anything to stand out. Um, I, I already mentioned Kristen Wiig just kind of fades in. Like the three of them, they stop being uh, oh. individual characters that you really want to pay attention to uh, beyond McKinnon. McKinnon, they'll sell action figures of her. She'll be like, I'm hoping at the very least, she'll be like an icon from this because she was awesome but the others it just became that group the ghostbusters 
I, I would say uh, Melissa McCarthy had her spotlight was during the earlier parts of the movie mm-hmm. and she kind of blended in with the rest of the team towards the later half mm-hmm. uh, where during the beginning she was very high energy and she definitely pushed all the other characters and drove them into doing things and um, the other one the main one the one that was supposed to be the equivalent of Peter Vankman mm-hmm. uh, she she does have her own moment and it's with her stupor every time she uh, every time um what's thor sort of oh yeah 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 (laughs) every time thor pops up she goes into like this interesting reaction yeah girl crush stupor yeah and then i gave her a moment to shine it it definitely added uh some awesome comedy moments all right so 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 high points uh, High points, uh, yeah. comedy, and low point. I would say the horror, because the the original Ghostbuster films were were shot rife like with ho- ghosts. They, they were, they were shot effects. like well, yeah, they were shot like horror movie. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had characters that could deliver uh, dry humor comedy. Mm. Mm. I, I agree with you there, and it this, wasn't that. Yeah, this movie had a lot of special effects, not that many horror effects in seeing the ghosts. You start off seeing a couple of really impressive ones. Okay. And I was like, oh, it's like that. Psh, cool. I'm not going to lie. I did get kind of a whiny bitch scare on the um, on that first jump. Uh, uh, whiny jump scare on that first. Yeah. <laughs> so, you the first the, the, so you jumped into your lady friend's arms hey, there? Hey, man, I was happy to be there. Oh, it's, she was it's, no, it's no secret. <laughs> she, she, was, she was supple. That, that was in the uh, trailer, so. Uh, no, not, not the full play out. Like, you saw some. Right. It right. didn't. The way it played out, I, it, it got me. I saw it in 3D, too. It's oh. it, it, it's uh, certain scenes are worth, I'd say the the movie is worth seeing in 3D, but they're only going to hit you with it at a couple at a few key points. But those key points are worth the extra couple of bucks because it added to the experience. Uh, you didn't see much of the ghosts beyond that, though. You saw a couple of ghosts really closely and really detailed uh, at the beginning, and then at the end, in the middle of the movie, you get a taste here, a taste there, and then it's much more of a human movie, which may have worked against it because it's Ghostbusters specifically. And the way they end this, like they do a couple of things at the end that is just the balls to do this in a movie that you have no idea is going to succeed. That was a question I was like, going to ask. Is they setting it up for a sequel? I hear that through the grapevine. Maybe mm, so. Not really. I can't say that because the way uh, they the way they ended it is like a nice footnote on you like the original Ghostbusters. Here's a nice little aperitif for you to go out on. They, cool. uh, what? They're absolutely setting no, up for. No, what I'm saying Uh-oh. is if, they, if this movie wasn't popular. Yep. The gumption to end it the way they did, the, and I, I, I mean, like, before credits, credits, after credits, everything, like, just the the the, 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 the gall to do that, and if this was a bad movie, like, if we walked in there, yo, man, pff, can you believe the corny stuff they did, and then to end it that, yo, this would have been ro- spit-roasted, but the fact that it was good, just made that like the icing on the cake. They they lit that last candle and turned out to be a Roman that fired off sparks into the sky and accentuated this 4th of July picnic that was Ghostbusters, man. Either way, Ghostbusters, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, uh, Kate McKinnon. I feel bad putting her, her name last. It's just the one that comes up in the, in the hierarchy it's, it's there. It's best but for last. Yeah, yeah. Um, I highly recommend this movie, especially for the cameos. Yes. And it was just a damn good time, man. It was an unexpectedly good time. I recommend this. I recommend this in 3D, too, if you can. Wow, that's a strong recommendation. What about you, Judge Johnny? Yep, definitely recommend it. I didn't watch it in 3D, so I can't recommend that. But it's got the graph. It's got enough computer CG that you should probably watch it in 3D. It was, oh. it was, it was a very pretty movie, man. Yep. Can- very colorful. Neon very colorful. colors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everywhere. Nice. All right, so... I'm looking across the table, man, just Johnny, you got to check out some hardware, which we haven't I done did. in months here. Yep. Yeah, lay it on us. What do you got? So I got to check out, um, got myself the uh, HTC Vive. Mm-hmm. It is a VR headset from HTC, and it's oh. part uh, co-developed with uh, Valve. Uh, so it has built-in Steam integration. Uh, and the big thing about it is that it's a full room immersion. So you set up a space. Um, and it could be as small as two meters by two meters. That's slightly over six feet by six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank and you for, be- <laughs> for, for, for uh, accommodating us ignorant Westerners. Americans specifically, <laughs> not Westerners, <laughs> Americans. And it, and it I don't understand as, this uh, metric system. What you mean meters? <laughs> What's a decimeter? A centimeter? Give me that oh. in inches. <laughs> it could be as big as uh, 15 by 15 feet, okay. not meters. That's, that's, um, that's, that's three yards, five yards. 
by by five it's yards. Like slightly over five meters. That's or under five meters. Under five. Okay, that's that's slightly under five meter yards versus five <laughs> meter. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, <laughs> all right, uh, and um, and once you set that up, and it's kind of a pain to set up because you have to you have these two sensors. They have to place very high up. Mm. Usually attach it to the highest point on the wall or onto the ceiling itself, and then you have to angle them downwards, and it's a little bit of a pain. Is there um, calibration involved? Uh, there's no calibration with those things, but there is calibration with the headset itself mm -hmm. and with the two controllers. And that's what you use to lose people. And the controllers definitely uh, are what further enhance uh, the experience itself because these controllers also have one-to-one -one motion via the sensors so that mm -hmm. as you're in this virtual world, you move your hands and the controllers are moving exactly as you move them in this world you can actually it's so exact that you can like take the controller. you can't see anything that's happening in the real world so you can take the controller throw it into the air and catch it like what? physically yeah you can do that because it's so one-to-one -one, you just throw it throw it into the air look at it and then catch it perfectly is there much cost to do that during gameplay uh no no, no i haven't played any games that would <laughs> require doing that it has a strap on these controllers to make sure it doesn't leave your hand if you if you accidentally drop it'll dangle from your wrist and or stuff when like you that. get pissed off they don't promote that at oh all. Yeah. yeah i don't want to break my expenses no no we flying we remote uh stuff <laughs> going on learning from their mistakes yep. and uh and also with this package it comes with uh three free pieces of software two of them are more gamey experiences one of them is a more surreal 3d drawing tool i'll get to that one kind of last you got your mario paint uh yeah it's it's mario, mario paint, paint. Mm. it mm. uh it's totally Mario. It's paint. called tilt brush. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's quite <Mario> the experience. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flies to swat, or at least I couldn't find any. Oh, but I, I came for the flies. No, no flies. Uh, <sighs> and there's no like Yoshi music generation. Aww, dude, that was the. Sh that oh. was pretty awesome. But okay, well, what's either. their selling point then? Because they just like kind of crushed my soul. All right, so the selling point, uh, I guess, if you're going for. A, an amazing game. There isn't really an amazing game for it just yet, or at least not the ones that I was able to play, which was the free options uh, that sort of came with it. But as far as being sold on the experience, I was definitely sold on the experience. You are in there. You are in this world. Um, so one, one of the interesting game uh, experiences was the job simulator. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, four different jobs, and the first one I fired up was the cooking one because I love to cook. So I'm in this. Um, I am a chef. And I'm in like this restaurant uh, behind the grill and the, the sink and the refrigerator and you use the controllers because it's one to one motion. You have to actually reach out, open the refrigerator doors with your hands, gr uh, reach into the fridge, grab, you know, the milk or the eggs or whatever it is that you're going to cook with. Go to the stove, you know, pour milk or throw eggs at the stove to cook the eggs yeah, and stuff like that. Smell the and milk, serving, make sure it's still good. Huh. You uh, you re realize these aren't my regular brand of eggs. You throw them at the wall. You fire the bus boy. You you throw it at the robots that are your patrons, and it's hilarious. You throw really? you throw it at your customers. everything. I threw everything at the customers. Is Gordon yeah. Ramsay simulator. What's going on there? <laughs> Pretty much. They didn't mind. They're robots. They just turned. Who you doesn't look? mind having food throw virtual right. food chucked at them? Maybe maybe they I, didn't. I, mind. I, hey man, you I came to patronize your restaurant, sir. I was hungry. My money is just as good as anybody else's. How dare! You Man, you, you told that to the, the iRobot robot. The <laughs> iRobot robot will be taking that. But th th this was <laughs> like uh, you're gonna, you're part of how exact the experience was, is that I'm throwing, I'm just throwing it like I would a normal like softball because I was awesome. picking oranges and throwing it. And there was no like button press to do this other than squeezing the trigger and letting letting go of the trigger mm. when you want to release. Everything else was like purely physics based according to my arc. I feel my like wow. this I feel, I feel like this might not be like, you know, actual intended purposes of the hardware. This is just you <laughs> abusing the system. It was it was in there because there's uh some gameplay moments in Job Simulator where uh throwing stuff at certain things or robots was intended. Well, I'm hoping if the job is like it's like pitching coach or something. Right. You did, you did, you said I went to the kitchen and threw eggs at my customers. Like, that's, well, that's there's another different. one with a mechanic shop, and uh, you're you're a mechanic and you're supposed supposed to be repairing cars, but you're like just taking out uh, a piston and replacing it with a banana and like what? doing also you're messing up the the customers' cars, and then you could take their parts and there's a, a trash barrel with a basketball. Uh, uh, what's backboard. The, the backboard uh, right next to it so mm -hmm. you can just it's meant for you to like take parts and just 
throw it right into the thing. And once you, if you land it inside, like confetti shoots out and you hear like little applause, like, yeah. What the kind of business environment are they cultivating, man? The ethics here are are, are, are It's a comedy job simulator. Okay. That's awesome. It's it's actually very fun, Mm -hmm. even though it's called job simulator. You think like job, like no one enjoys doing their job, but this was, it was very I thought it would have you like sitting there at a desk job doing like TPS reports. They actually do have a desk job. That they is one of them. I, I didn't get to try that one, but my roommate, I had my roommate try that one, mm-hmm. and that was very uh, fun just to watch him play it uh, because he was taking staplers and throwing it at that. Did he tell you he took Milton's stapler? Then get that. <laughs> no, you, vir- you virtually pick up a copier and just like, ah, bonus round. Oh, there was a copier there, and he took a copier and. PC low letter? Oh, you get, you get like donuts, you put the donut in the copy machine, <laughs> and then it copies a donut. That's hilarious. <laughs> you, could, you could take food items, and if you. If you grab it and put it up to your your real mouth, you'll eat it. Okay, <laughs> so that's game. that's that. Okay, so it's teasing. Actually, no, maybe it's a good diet simulator then, because you're eating virtual food. Your yeah. brain thinks you're full. Your body's like, I'm wasting away. Um, eventually, dysentery sets in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 a, it's a modern day Oregon Oregon Trail. So I can okay, see okay. Th- I can see this going all types of ways. Once you start right. integrating sex and all that to it, I can see it going oh, all but types you, of ways. You took it there. The yeah. Japanese it's, already it's have gonna, that. It's gonna go ahead. The, the more, it's the it's more got that s- vagina cup yeah. uh, infomercial that they passed around on YouTube. <laughs> um, with the dude and the the virtual breasts, gotcha. Peeped it. Yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. The more, so, the so Johnny, more surreal. How, 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 did you, how did you find fondling the virtual breasts? Uh, there were no virtual breasts. Oh, you got the basic model. So, yes, I got the basic model. <laughs> All right. But but there are definitely uh, if you if you read online, there's definitely a lot of people interested in making virtual porn. <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> that is that is definitely going to be a thing, and that will be selling like hotcakes. Of course. Uh, wait, wait. You want to you want to enunciate there again? Selling like what? Selling like hot cakes. Okay, all right, all right. There's a soundbite you just released <laughs> there, which will be uh, used in the advertising. Yes. Uh, okay, so so you had a positive experience from this then. It I sounds did. like you enjoyed using the vibe. It's very, the experience itself is very surreal. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's a definitely a big but to this. Uh, and I have to just briefly mention that Tilt Brush is what sold the entire experience to me. That, uh, even though it's a 3D drawing tool. You're in this world, and you just move your arms around, and you're drawing, and your your markings are moving around uh, in 3D, and you can see your drawings play out, and it's almost like you're you're painting and sculpting at the same time, and it it's hard to explain, but it is amazing, absolutely amazing, because you can they have so, a bunch of built-in like art um, art showings that other people sort of put together mm-hmm. and you can see every brushstroke that they do as it's playing out and then eventually it, it shows like the final result and you're because it's room scale you can walk around these virtual pieces of art mm. and look at every single possible angle of it they and made it, a holodeck it is a holodeck yes That's it is absolutely awesome. holodeck. and it's it's amazing experience right, now so is, is all is all the available software like right now it's all proprietary Will it stay that way? Uh, or are there plans to expand and have third-party developers actually make... Uh, oh, no, no, it's, it's definitely third-party. Anyone can develop for, for the vibe. There's actually uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a large number of studios that are working on their own VR ex- experience. I think it's well over 100 different uh, projects are in development right now for, for the HTC Vive. I do yeah. got one quick question. I know I'm about to wrap this up. Right. So from... Um, if I'm a if I'm a person to sit in the room watching you go through this virtual experience, is there any way it could be fed to a TV for me to see what you see? Yes, yes. that's what I thought. All right, I have it, awesome. have it. Uh, so as my roommate was uh, doing his thing, I mirrored the result onto my computer monitor uh, that was running it, and I could see what he was doing. Uh, I couldn't hear it because uh, I didn't set up the audio that way, right. and he had the headset. But on the capability is still there. It's still there, and I was watching him doing it. It was actually hilarious just watching him interact with the world and doing the silly stuff. That's that he awesome. Y'all having your own version of Strange Days where it's like he's seeing what you see on the monitor, but what you're actually seeing is a program you made where you walk in to the room and just like beat him to death with a baseball bat for being <laughs> laid on the rent. <laughs> <laughs> All the, right, the best so. part is like while someone's in VR just touching them, and it feels so weird to like accidentally bump into something or to get touched by someone while you're immersed in this virtual world. Mm-hmm. 
it it's a little startling but um the big problem with it is that you need to make sure you have the hardware capable of running this you need a fairly, I can't run this on my lisa no you, you definitely Apple need a fairly beefy system in order to run this thing because mm. the big thing is that you need to run it at 90 frames per second mm. you could probably get away 90. with 60 90 yeah Jeez. you could probably get away with 60 but you're on the board that's completely up to your stomach and whether you can handle it i have a very strong stomach and i got motion sick twice while using this now it wasn't for software that was intended for virtualization so i will say that as a caveat and i know i wasn't running it at 90 frames per second because the system i'm currently using it with wasn't powerful enough mm. but getting motion sick getting that done twice it's awful awful experience like we're talking like i had to lay down for at least an hour and i'll still motion sick for another hour after that oh. it's like one to two hours of just feeling dizzy and nauseous uh, so I should enjoy some chili dogs before I try the sucker route. Uh, you definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> like hardcore Harry. All right, so you would. So okay, so so I guess you would. Would you recommend it? It sounds like a pretty po pretty positive impression. No, don't no. recommend it. You don't recommend it. Wow. It, all right. So <laughs> everything you set up until well, we're out of time, but Plot I'm twist. Just, everything you set up until this point, I'm like, yo, he's making this. Thing I thought sound, so too. Yo, I want to get mine right Jeez. now. Jeez. It oh. is an amazing experience, but there's unless it has that one game that you know or that one piece of software that you know is going to be it for you is going to be like the ultimate experience for you. Mm -hmm. If you know it has that, then yeah, it could potentially be this a sell for you, but. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have that for me. Uh, I know in the future it will, but right now it doesn't. I don't have the system that's capable of running the the game that I want it for. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also, like we're talking, it's eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Okay. okay. Ne next time, no next joke. time, you start with that point. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And Alice for motion sickness. I'm good. All right. So the HTC <laughs> vibe. Just Johnny says, um, hold out for the breeding season port. Definitely hold out. Yes, yes. That that is the killer app. Once that releases, if if it ever does. Once that releases, so will you. All right. This has been the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I want to remind you all, we're broadcasting live, live radio every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here from lovely Boston, Massachusetts. And if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, comment on, tell us how amazing we are, how much you hate us, which you can also rephrase as how amazing we are, hit us up at Geek down radio at gmail.com also hit us up at geek-down.com and cast the latest and the greatest all the archive versions will be up i finally gotten the damn uh, website issues fixed that have kind of uh, been holding up our updates for like two three weeks now um so yeah without further ado i want to thank my main man yo the thriller priest himself yeah jm peace brother glad to be here and just johnny you Keep it simple, y'all. And of course, the man who keeps it sounding amazing every week right here, DJ Herbie Herb. Woo. And I want to remind you all, catch us every Monday nights right here on WEMFradio.com. And we'll catch you all next week. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.